Hello, and welcome back to General Chat. It's your host, Anna. I'm currently on vacation, and I thought that I would record a short little episode about myself for you guys. I am recording in our rental, in one of the unused rooms, so you might hear cars passing by, or the pool filter, or any sort of unusual background noise, and I apologize for that, but just let it transport you to a little beachside rental. And I'm recording down here in uh, Myrtle Beach. It's been sunny. We've been going out onto the beach every day. You know, it's a miracle I haven't gotten sunburnt because I'm pale as a ghost. So thank God for SPF 50. (laughs) Near our rental, there is a arcade. And it's a good-sized arcade. It's got a bunch of fun little games. It's got DDR and skee-ball and a handful of pinball machines and cabinets. And that brought back a lot of memories for me. Ah, a beach arcade. Now, my teen years were spent in malls and arcades all around Southern Virginia. My local arcade was called Cyber Station, and the Beach Arcade is still called Flipper McCoy's. It's still around. It's still going on. Now, we'll get back to Cyber Station in a minute, but we need to talk about Flipper McCoy's. I spend some time there. A fair amount of time there, I'd say. I... I had an interesting home life as a teenager. I did not get along with my parents. We had a contentious relationship, I would call it. And I spent a lot of my time not at home. Weekdays. Oh, someone's coming in and out. (laughs) Weekdays, weekends. A lot of time. I was down at the beach because nothing felt like teenage rebellion quite like spending an entire night on the beach doing whatever I wanted with whomever I wanted. And I did that a lot. And being the nerd that it was, a lot of times that meant spending the day in the arcade and spending the night wandering the beach, getting up to what was certainly no good. <laughs> But while I was in that arcade, that sandy, sticky, smelled like sunblock arcade, I was spending my time, oh, because you have to remember I was a teenager, so my goals were very uh, shallow and one-track oriented. So I spent my time playing uh, DDR and pool. Now... Can you imagine this? So I'm at the beach, so I'm in flip-flops most of the time. And playing DDR in flip-flops is not ideal. (laughs) So I'm not saying I was good. Um, But I spent a lot of time playing DDR, and I spent a lot of time playing pool. And I was trying to impress the ladies playing pool. And if I'm honest, I was trying to impress the guys playing DDR too. 
which again, one track of mine at the time. No, I liked doing these things. I was bad at pool then, and I am still bad at pool. But it was there. This arcade had one side that was like pool and tabletop games, and another side that was cabinets and pinball machines and DDR and an entire prize counter full of trinkets. But it was my little haven, you know? All those days and nights spent trying to get away from shouting matches with my parents. I was there. And all around were lots of little eateries where I could eat junk food after spending a couple hours sweating it out on a DDR machine. Fried raviolis and, you know, subs and the like. Just things that were no good for you, but very, very delicious. I have so many fond memories of sneaking out and going over to Flippin' McCoy's and spending a couple hours there with my nerdy friends. It was like a little home away from home, and I don't think... I don't think I'd be the person I am today without having spent time in and out of that little beach arcade. Now, I don't know if you guys have memories inside of arcades or if they hold any sort of significance to you. I suspect that some of you might. But for me, it was where I found my nerdy community. It was... It was where I realized that it's okay to be a nerd. It was okay to be unabashedly enthusiastic about things. Because before this period in my life, before my teens, like I had been bullied for being unabashedly enthusiastic about things. Called naive or childish or dumb. Among other things, being a fat child. I mean, can you imagine? Um, and I I finally found through arcades a family who didn't care that I was unabashedly enthusiastic about things. In fact, they were enthusiastic about those same things. And it was just like, yeah, okay, we can hang out for... Six, eight, ten hours, 24 hours just talking about nerd stuff, doing nerd stuff. In fact, some of my friends had arcade cabinets in their home, so it was like a level of nerdery that I hadn't been introduced to before. In my house, I'd had arcade, not arcade machines, ooh, wouldn't that have been nice? I'd had consoles, and, and I'd play played video games myself or with my sisters, but this was a level of, of community that I hadn't experienced yet, and I think that it changed my life a little bit, because if I hadn't spent time in that Dinky Beach Arcade or in Cyber Station in my local mall, I, I don't think that I'd be thinking about community the way I do today. I wouldn't be thinking about doing this podcast. I, w- I wouldn't be... I wouldn't be invested the way that I am. I, I had 
don't know where I'd be. <laughs> but I'm glad that it led me here. Now we're going to have to talk about Cyberstation, I think. I... Hmm. I have mixed feelings about Cyberstation. It doesn't exist anymore, you see. And that makes me a bit sad. Uh, it, it actually closed down while I was still... No, I think I'd moved away. But it, it closed down, I think, when I was 18 or 19. And that was a sad moment. I was there for its closing. I had friends who worked at the arcade. I, I had known two of the people that worked at the arcade since I was 16, so that was a couple years at that point. And those people were suddenly out of a job, and I was suddenly out of a community space. And it was suddenly very sad. But I also had some great moments there. I met so many friends standing around that in the groove cabinet. <laughs> I think it's an ITG2 cab, actually. And it was nice because it was unlocked, so you could bring in a USB with all your favorite step charts on it and do all sorts of wacky, slightly embarrassing things. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a good place. I have mixed memories there. So I came there first through just generally being a mall rat because I wanted to be away from home. I think I may have mentioned earlier <laughs> that I didn't have the greatest home life. So I spent a lot of time in the mall. I spent a lot of time in the arcade. And I spent even more time in the arcade after I started dating a person who was really into rhythm games. That person, I don't know, probably still does rhythm game stuff these days competitively. I don't know. We're not in contact. Uh, but because of them, I spent even more time at the arcade. I started playing rhythm games. I started hanging around that in the groove cabinet. I started talking to the people that were there because I'd be there for six plus hours a day. So I was just hanging around talking to all these people talking about our nerdy passions, about what games we'd played before, or like how we'd ended up there, what sequence of events had led us to meet in that arcade, and we'd gotten to know each other and, and each other's interests. <laughs> and when the line at the rhythm game cab was too long, we would play, uh, <laughs> we'd play some of the shooters in the in the arcade, I'm trying to think of, oh yes, Time Crisis 2, that's what it was, I was like trying to remember, I was like, Time Crusade, no, that's not it, Time Crisis, yes, and then the Resident Evil, and the Resident Evil cabinet, and of course there's Ski Ball and Duck Hunt and all those fun things, um, but I think a lot of time was just spent shooting the shit with people hanging around, hanging up front at the little, uh, the little ticket turn-in area with my friends who were employees, talking to them, 
watching some of the Mega Man speedruns up on the arcade TVs. And it was always Mega Man speedruns, right? It was either Mega Man speedruns or, like, MTV music videos or something like that. I feel like it was always Beastie Boys, though. I feel like that was the only video I ever saw on that screen. Which, you know, not a poor choice, but definitely a lot of video game speedruns. <laughs> Good stuff. Although I feel like at one point, someone, I'm not going to name names, but someone put up a... I think it was a solid day of just, like, finding game commentary videos, and that was fantastic. Uh, Yipes is a really fucking entertaining commentator, so that was some good stuff. And if any of y'all know about that curly mustache reference, please hit me up. Let me know. Tweet at me, because we can be friends. Um, I spent a lot of time in there. I spent a lot of time learning about who I was and what I liked and what I liked in Friends. And, and, and what I liked in Friends was passion, right? I like, I like to spend time with someone who can talk for hours about their favorite game or their favorite movie or their anything. If you can talk to me and I can hear in your voice the excitement about something and you can make me feel excited about something. I love that. I love it. It just, it feels so personal. Because there's something that you see reflected in the media that you're enjoying, right? Something about yourself that you like that is being reflected in what you're playing. And I, I think it's telling and I love hearing about what people like and people enjoy and that's all that was, right? Hanging out at the arcade, just... <laughs> just talking about, like, in the group step charts, which is... God. <laughs> so nerdy. But, like... It's what made me happy at the time. And there have been some not-so-great memories there. I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'm ready to, I don't know if I'm ready to talk about this, but I, I suppose that I will. And if I decide later to take it down, then I do. But there was a time where after the person that I was dating that I mentioned previously and I had split up, that I was there and they were there. And I was waiting to play the uh, In the Groove Cab. And I, I don't know if any of you have gone over to my personal Twitter, but if you see a picture of me, I'm a very diminutive person. I'm 4'11", I've, I'm quite short, and I've got short arms and narrow short shoulders. And, and I always carry my purse now in the crook of my arm instead of holding it on my shoulder because of this incident. But I, I had a patent leather purse that was on my shoulder and it slipped off of my shoulder and fell onto like the back of the DVR cabinet or not the cabinet, the pads. So I like reached forward to get it and that person that I had dated previously was playing and like looked over 
and saw me like getting my purse off of the pad and it, it wasn't anywhere like it wasn't in the middle of their feet it was just on the back of the pad like none of that but like reached over and shoved me into the coin machine you know when you go into an arcade you can put in your cash money and then you will get coins back out so I was shoved into the coin machine and that wasn't a great memory for me to file a report and several people saw it and we had to go to court and do all this other not so fun stuff and it wasn't that wasn't a great time for me and at that arcade knew the partner that I had been with and were friends with them and when we split there was a, a divide and I lost some friends and that was very hard for me and so that particular arcade holds those kind of memories for me you know beautiful happy moments of just spending time bonding with friends over, you know, crappy mall, uh, quote-unquote Chinese food, and video games, and general nerdery, and, like, what animes do we like, and and all that other great fun stuff, and then there's, like, the pain of losing part of your community as well, you know? Teenage years are hard. They're rough. <laughs> And, and that all happened, like, centrally around this arcade and around this video games, because that's where I, I spent all my time outside of school. And I did work, so not all my time, but the majority of my free time, that's where I was. And at one point, I didn't feel welcome, and that was, that was very difficult for me. But eventually, things worked themselves out. I found my community. I found the people that still rallied around me and where I could still go and be myself and where we could still <laughs> and where we could still spend hours doing ridiculous gimmicky step charts and play duck hunt together ironically not ironically sometimes where I could feel like I could be open where I could be myself where I could be so enthusiastic about the Powerpuff Girls and just talk for hours about my favorite episode of Ghost in the Shell and where I could, you know, spend hours playing games and, and it wasn't weird, it wasn't juvenile, which <laughs> I was a child, I was a teenager, come on, I could be juvenile, but like, even as an adult, I like those things and I don't feel judged for them because I found you guys, I found my community. That makes me so happy. Now, if I hadn't spent all that time in those arcades, if I hadn't been avoiding being at my home, or if I hadn't been dating someone who was nerdy, or if I hadn't, you know, been a nerd myself, if I, I don't know where I would where I would be, I, I don't know, there's no telling how things could have been different, but 
because I was nerdy and I was not in my home and I was bouncing between a sand-filled DDR cabinet and a pristine ITG2 cabinet at two different arcades in my life, at different seminal points in my life. And I, I wouldn't be the person I am today. I truly, truly, truly grew into myself at the arcade. I met the people who I would spend my early 20s with. I met my partner through the people that I met in the arcade. I met my entire friend group at the time through the arcade. Opinions about games were forged there. Thoughts on movies. Thoughts on everything. I met my I met my first girlfriend there. I met so many people there. People of all sorts. And I think that made me a more accepting person. I think learning to accept myself and learning to accept others came from spending so much time at the arcade, from from spending time with people who could be considered outcasts. You can't be judgmental. You <laughs> like, how can you be judgmental if you spent your entire life being judged for liking that nerdy shit, you know? And I learned that through spending all this time with these people at these arcades. Because before this, in middle school, I had been judged, and I felt very isolated. But then I finally came into my own through meeting these people through the community that I found at Arcades. <laughs> so seeing this beach arcade brought all those memories back. <laughs> all those all those hours spent spent just like standing around a fucking ITG or DDR cabinet, just like talking with people. It sounds so silly now, right? Like because there was there was lines waiting to play those games like there were so many people there easily like 20 plus people in this friend group all hanging out all eating a bunch of junk food like <laughs> it sounds kind of silly but it was great it was fantastic I loved it <laughs> oh, there's a car going by so fun Again, I apologize for any noises from uh, being on this rental. We're right on the beach, and there's a, the main, like, beach road is right behind us. You hear a bunch of people on loud golf carts going by. But seeing that arcade just reminded me of all those <laughs> late nights on the beach. So it would start, like, during the day, like, around 2-ish, I'd go to Flipper McCoy's and spend several hours there until they closed. And then I would be with my friends just, like, roaming the beach, sitting on, like, the lifeguard towers, looking up at the stars and getting up to no good, <laughs> building sandcastles and whatnot. You know, building sandcastles, the ultimate rebellious act. Um, and it just makes me a bit nostalgic 
about a simpler time in my life. Not a better time, though. I'm very happy with my life right now. I'm very happy with having you guys. I'm very happy with having found my nerdy wow community. I'm so pleased. <laughs> like, you guys are another level of community. One that is based entirely on fandom and passion and love for a specific thing. Like, I wouldn't... For instance, I haven't met many, many, many of you. I've only met a very small number of people from this community, from being in a guild. But every time I make a new connection over like, yes, I love this thing. Oh, you love this thing. Oh my gosh, talking with you has been so great. You're such a wonderful person. Like you make those wonderful connections online through video games. That is such a special feeling because it's not based on on looks or location or just like happenstance of being in the same place at the same time it's based on like genuine interests and thought and conversation and that is such a special community and I love it but back to arcades for a second I just want to talk in closing I think a bit about how Arcades are going away, and that makes me a bit sad. <laughs> because as an adult, I don't really have a use for arcades, right? I just don't. I, the, I don't live near any. They're not by me. I'm not as young as I once was, so I'm not... I don't have a lot of free time to go to an arcade. A lot of the games now that I play are just exclusively on PC, so... I don't have that need to go to an arcade anymore. So I can see why they're disappearing. Their target audience is kind of disappearing. Technology is kind of, not kind of, technology is definitely advancing to a point where there's not as much of a need for arcades anymore because all the games are coming out on PC or on console. The graphics are constantly updating every six months, every it's less than that, every three months, every four months. It's like things are getting better quicker. And with an arcade cabinet, you have to keep updating things and replacing missing parts. And there's constant maintenance that you have to do just from the wear and tear of people constantly playing on that game, on that machine and that costs money and that costs labor and and so it's understandable that arcades are disappearing but it also makes me sad because there are other generations of children that are never gonna have that experience of in-person community building of going and 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 spending several hours just bonding over a shared love of video games I mean, sure, there's shops and there's, you know, Friday night games. There's still magic and there's still community through online game playing. But I don't know. There's just something. Maybe there's just this nostalgic part of me that is so sad to see arcades gone. To know that people won't have that same experience that I had. And I know, 
I know there's things like barricades for adults. And I know that there's Dave and Busters, and I know that there are other there are other ways for people to get together, but arcades as I know them are disappearing. And it feels like a bit of my childhood is disappearing as well. And I don't know, that makes me sad. If you guys can relate, like, let me know. I would really love to hear your arcade stories. If you want to tweet at me your most prized memory from an arcade or an arcade antidote, please do. As a matter of fact, if you want, you can hashtag arcade antidote. And I will respond to some of your arcade messages, your antidotes, your love stories to the arcade. I would love to hear from you. Because I'm really feeling nostalgic for arcades right now. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to go play some skee-ball at that beach arcade down the road. (laughs) Thanks for listening to this real short vacation episode. No intro, no outro, no nothing. Just the most simple, basic, recorded in a room with cars going by behind me. (laughs) And rental noises and all sorts of stuff. I appreciate you giving it a listen as I talked a little bit about myself. All right, I'll see you next week with a really fun guest. Bye.